You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. So this week I had one of those uh, mortifying experiences where I was listening to somebody tell me a story, but after a few seconds I like totally zoned out and started thinking about myself. I, I can't remember exactly what it was that I started to think about. But whatever it was, it was one of those self-obsessed kind of thoughts that totally possessed me. Like, I kind of actually felt like it was a possession, because on the inside, I was totally captive to my thoughts. But on the outside, I continued to nod enthusiastically as if I was still listening. That, that is, until... I threw out and, uh, oh, that's great, at what was clearly not an, oh, that's great moment. <laughs> the other person totally froze. I totally froze. The game was up. They knew that I had stopped listening, and so all I could do was cough up the truth. I'm so, so sorry. I lost the thread of the story a moment ago. Can we, like back up a minute. Now, I know this is a totally human thing that we've probably all done, but when it happens to me, I just hate it. I hate when I, when I am incapable of getting out of the way, when I'm not present to what's in front of me. And I, I tell this story because I confess that throughout this past week, I've, I've found myself losing the thread of this Palm Sunday and Holy Week story. I've gotten wrapped up in my own stuff and in all the planning and the work that goes into making Holy Week happen. And it's felt like I've been nodding, uh-huh, 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 all week to a story that I'm not really listening to. Like I can't make myself get out of the way. But when I sat down to write this sermon, I thought back to all of the Holy Weeks that I've experienced before. And it hit me that the story we hear this week, it's, it's just so beautiful and so freeing that I've never actually been able to stand in its way. And not because I'm such a good Christian or I'm such a devoted pastor that I somehow manage every year to step aside through sheer willpower, but it's the gospel itself that I just cannot resist. Because no matter how wrapped up in myself and my ego I've gotten, at some point in Holy Week, whether it was, the, whether it was washing your feet on Monday, Thursday, or singing Were You There on Good Friday, or calling down the names of the dead at the Easter Vigil, at some point, the story of God's love for us has always ripped me away from myself so that God could do her thing. Which got me to thinking about all the other people who have been wrapped up in themselves, and yet this sacred story, it got them out of the way. It got them out of the way in order for Jesus 
to arrive where he is today. I'm thinking about how Mary and how perhaps all that she wanted to do was have a normal marriage to her fiancé to maybe, I don't know, stay up late and go to concerts and travel. <laughs> But when she heard that that baby growing inside her would set free everyone who thought that they would never know love, all she could do was get out of the way. And then how John the Baptist, he built up this huge following who hailed him as the next great prophet. But when he saw Jesus and looked into his eyes and saw total forgiveness, all he could do was get out of the way. And then how Peter desperately wanted for his people to finally have a king who would overthrow their oppressors. But, but when he heard Jesus talk about a God whose love is for all people and that this God is freeing everybody, Peter got out of the way. And how the rest of the disciples, they wanted to protect Jesus and save him from the demands of the crowd. But when they saw how Jesus touched those with leprosy and ate with prostitutes and junkies and how he never gave up on the world's throwaways, they couldn't help but get out of the way too. Because that's what the story of Jesus does. It's, it's good news that is so good that when we really hear it, the only choice we really have is to get out of the way. But the thing is that that part about really hearing the story, that part can be really, really hard. Like so often, I am willing to get out of the way so that who I want Jesus to be can ride through. But what I struggle with is stepping aside so that the real Jesus, who he actually is, can come through. I see what I want to see instead of what's actually there. You know, historians have they've done a lot of work on this Palm Sunday account to try and figure out what, what Jesus was really trying to say by riding into town on a donkey. Because in so many ways, this, this parade, it seems like such a departure from everything else that Jesus does. I mean, Jesus, he simply just doesn't engage in a lot of ritual up to this point. Until now, Jesus has been a, he's been a pretty matter-of-fact prophet and teacher who is out in the street dealing directly with people, and he speaks in terms that they can clearly understand. Farmers and farm workers, fathers and sons, wedding parties, birds, flowers, bread, and water. But here, on Palm Sunday, it seems that Jesus has staged a parade that, that instead it speaks through symbols and performance. This kind of political theater, it, it sounds more like what you'd expect the Roman leaders and the temple high priests to communicate, but not Jesus. But historians, they tell us that this was likely exactly Jesus' point. Because they tell us that while Jesus is riding into town on a donkey on the other side of town, Pilate, the Roman governor, he would have been riding into town in his own parade. Except Pilate's parade would have been a, a massively, unnecessarily expensive military parade <laughs> meant to, you know, meant to frighten anyone who opposed the will of the government. I don't know, does that sound familiar? <laughs> so by Jesus 
riding into town on a donkey, walking along a path strewn with cloaks and palm branches at the same time as this military parade. What Jesus was, what Jesus was telling us about himself was clear. Because the parade that Jesus staged was not a parade meant to puff up the egos of the leaders or of the nation. This wasn't a parade where all the important people got to ride in the limo behind Jesus. This was a parade that led those on the street to, to tear off their clothes and throw them in the streets. This was a parade that was about everybody else stepping aside. It was about getting everybody's egos out of the way so that Jesus could show them who he really was. So that Jesus could show us that our egos are the enemy. That our egos are what get in the way of us knowing the depth of God's love. And that if we can just let those egos step aside, then we have a chance at true freedom. But I wonder how many people, I wonder how many saw what Jesus was doing. I wonder how many saw, actually saw Jesus mocking the concept of power with the donkey and the palm branches. But yet in their heads, what they saw was Jesus on a chariot. If in their heads they saw Jesus in the kind of parade that was happening on the other side of the city. I mean, I, I wonder how many folks saw what they wanted to see rather than what was actually there. Because I know that this happens to me all the time. Like, like when somebody offers to help me do something, but all I see is somebody telling me that I'm incapable of doing the task at hand. Or when somebody expresses concern for how I'm doing, because they know that I, have, that I have a lot on my plate. But, but what I see is someone who thinks I'm weak or fragile. Because so often, I see what I want to see, even when what I want to see isn't what I need. Just like the folks who saw Jesus riding on a chariot when he was really riding on a donkey, just like the folks who thought they needed a warrior when what they really needed was Jesus. When what they really needed was a love that would compel them to get out of the way and allow the peace of God to, to wash over them. Which is what all of us need. We need a Savior whose message is so clear and so liberating that our only choice is to get out of the way. We need a God who will tell us that we are loved just the way that we are and that there is nothing we have to do in order to earn that love and that the purpose of this love is so that we are free to settle into who we are and get close to who our neighbors actually are. And we need a God so desperate to tell us about that love that she would rather die than us not know about it. This is the God that we need. And this is the God that we have. Which is precisely why we tell the story that we do this week. Because this is the story so good that it compels us to get out of the way. And to make room for the freedom that comes in its way. Welcome.